Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Let's go. I was literally going to say that. Did you know that? Yeah, I was like literally going to be like, let's go, but... Look at us. We're in sync. What a we good way. We do that a lot. We actually do. I like it. It's like twin telepathy. Right, what are we going to say next? That would be weird. One, two, three. Cheese. Cheese. Did you actually? <laughs> no, you. I said it first. <laughs> okay, one, two, three. Donuts. <laughs> He's going to say dog. Is that close enough? That's close. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Um, so we have been asked, um, it kind of came up uh, where we've been asked to kind of talk more about our relationship. We're not relationship coaches. We have friends that are relationship coaches. They're amazing. Um, but we are two humans that um, have been through a I mean, at the end of the day, ton, though. relationship coaching, like everything comes back to when you're looking at that, you're looking at self-awareness and yeah. inner work. Any yeah. type of coaching is inner work. Yeah. Except for, you know, physical coaching, like personal training. But like any type of like relationship coaching, life coaching. Yeah, it's inner work. Business coaching is a yeah. bit different, but it's all inner work stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, anyways, and, so th- yeah. That we're, we're sharing this today um, because I think that like, I think our story is really interesting. And like uh, we were saying, like, if we weren't in the work that we do now, we probably wouldn't be together. Not because we don't love each other, but just because I don't think that if we hadn't done the work on ourselves, then we would have absolutely triggered the fuck out of each other and like left and not Mm -hmm. been able to hold the relationship that we do have now. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like a tribute to ourselves Mm -hmm. um, and the journey that we've been on. So I'm excited to share with you guys because we could literally write a book about it. It's so fascinating, everything that we've been through. Um, And I know that we've only been together for four years. I'm super grateful. Like I come from a family where my parents have literally been married. I think it's going to be 52 years coming up, like 52 years they have been married. Um, And so I've always been very lucky that I've been role modeled beautiful relationships um but uh yeah i know we're not married for 52 years we're married we're not married Mm. we're getting married Mm -hmm. um but i do believe that our story is fascinating i think that it can like support some of you guys on your journey um and i hope that you get something from this Mm. if not like a lot of entertainment (laughs) you know speaking of that though it's funny because we talk about like 
the patterns that we get passed down from generation to generation. You've yeah. you've been shown, you know, uh, a, what a long-standing relationship looks like through your parents. Yeah. Me, I totally. haven't. I look back at the patterns in my in the ma- in the masculine side, like my, all the the men. They've never stayed in a relationship. Mm. Like I'm thinking, all my uncles, all my 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 dad. It's like there's been breakups everywhere. Been, they've all had and breakups. And like cheating, right? Cheating, lots of cheating. Yeah. Um, even my grandfather, and you know who I really like. He was like my father, but even on my mum, my mum's side, like you know she's had she's married for the third time now. Yeah. So it's funny how we have these patterns, and they sort of they can one teach you new behaviors and how you want to be, mm-hmm. and two keep old behaviors stuck within you. And continue to show up. Yeah. In, so you, you continue to show up. Because I feel like you almost played out the same pattern that's been, like, we almost broke up. Yeah. Like, and, like, you that's, almost played yeah. out that pattern, right? We, and we, we saw, and that's when I, that's when I actually yeah, knew that. I saw that saw pattern. It. Yeah. And, and, like, it's interesting, too, because one of the things, it's like, I feel like I'm really grateful that I've always had, like, I come from a family and, like, cousins and, like, aunts and uncles, like, I'm very grateful. There's not a lot of divorce in my family. Not that divorce is a bad thing because I think yeah. that if you're not the right people, you shouldn't be together. But I've been yeah. real. I've been modeled really beautiful relationships, and I'm super grateful for that. I know that's not everyone's experience, but you know, one of the things that I've I've literally always just known that I was going to find my person and be in a beautiful relationship. I always knew that. And I think that, like, I've been thinking about this recently on a total tangent, but I feel like we all have these things in our life, like, that things that, that for, for some of us, come a little bit easier, you know? And so I'm going to use an example, of not easier, like, there's still challenges in it. There's still been so many challenges in our relationship, but it's just things that you know, you have a knowing. And then there's other things that, like, are more of our challenges. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, like, I've always had a knowing that, you know, even way before I met you I was like I'm gonna find my person someday that's never been a doubt in my mind um I feel like yours you've just always had a lot of ease in your life and knowing around your body like you've always been in really great physical shape Mm -hmm. Luca is sexy as fuck (laughs) I think so um and you've never really doubted that a lot whereas like I've had a lot to do a lot of work around my self-worth and my body image stuff and you've had to do more work around like holding a relationship right Mm -hmm. and not playing out those patterns and some people might have that with money and some people might have that like there's so many different things um Mm. so but just because I always knew that I I would find a relationship doesn't mean that it wasn't challenging at the yeah. same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And that was sort of that's 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 preluding to a couple of things that happened in our relationship. But let's go to the let's go to like before we met. So we met. a lot of people want to know like what we were like before we met. So I was in a long term relationship uh, over two years, living with an Australian girl in Canada. Funny enough, and Danielle was living with an Australian guy in Australia. So, and I think people need to know this. Like, Luca was living in BC, British Columbia, which is the province where that we live now. I am born and raised, and it's where we live now, which is kind of like a weird fate, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It is strange. But we didn't know each other when when he was living in BC because I was living in Perth. It's like the, it's that, that thing we talk about a lot is like you're crossing paths with future yeah. timelines always, Absolutely. and it's like you got to remember who the you know who you're crossing paths, the future self that you're crossing paths with now. Totally, like so even crazy. like you used to come and visit Vancouver. I went up the street to which fourth, is so crazy. Fourth, fourth 
fourth street, yeah. Yeah, fourth. Fourth Ave? Or fourth street? It's just fourth. It's fourth, yeah. And I went to fourth and I went to one of the coffee shops up there and with my ex-girlfriend back when I used to live here. And then mm. when I came back here, I was like, hang on, I've been here before. Holy crap. I mm. used to go, I went to, I sat in front of this, like at this coffee shop here mm. and I parked in this and area little and did we you literally know that walk like, past that every day now. Yeah. Literally did you know that was going to be the neighborhood that you lived in, right? Like how crazy is that? You don't know that. Hey? You just, it's so crazy. Anyway, so, so before we met. Yeah. I moved back to Australia after living in Canada for two years, starting a business over here and doing that and selling that. And then I noticed my, I was actually going in deeper into my spirituality and emotions in Canada before I left. I went, and that you kind of like went and did Vipassana, I which did is Vipassana. like a 10-day silent meditation retreat. I was getting into all the books, started doing some more like courses. I had I had Cold more, water swims. I was right? doing cold water swims. I was doing all that sort of stuff, doing biohacking stuff. And I just wanted to really like step into longevity emotionally, mentally, and physically. Yeah. And that was sort of where my ex-girlfriend and I sort of were like, hang on. She wanted different things. I wanted different things. And I didn't want to stop her from doing and experiencing life. Mm -hmm. And it was just time. So we ended up moving back to Perth and then broke up like a couple of months later. And I was looking for a place. I was like, I'm going to look for a place to rent. And I was tossing up two ideas. One was to live by myself in my own one-bedroom place. Or two was to find a share house with some cool people and meet people. Because what and were you doing at the time, like work-wise? I was, I was working in mining. So I was yeah. working in the city, but I was working in a big control center, um, which I had done, which was the job I've done since I was 18. So, yeah. And um, mining is like really big in, in Australia. Like a yeah, lot of people work in I was in, in process mining. control. So I was like running, running remote. <laughs> well, it was. It was the better job. It yeah, was like, like you had a really good job. I, I was really good at it and I was promoted really well and I was working my way up into management. And you were have good, like easily earning like a six-figure salary and like... Yeah. Nearly multiple, and six. you worked half the year, like yeah, lots of stuff. It was good. Just it was, was just un- it, it just got wasn't... to the point where I was I ended up leaving. But yeah, I was doing wasn't... that when I was me- when I met you. Yeah, that's what we met. Um, and I so I, the, the the decision I had to make was get my own place, and I went and checked this place out, and I was like, oh, maybe, and I was like really tossing it up, and then. I went and saw this place with this girl. She was vegan. She was like... Her name was Amy. Her name is was Amy. Amy. Her name is Amy. And she was kind of good looking. And she is good looking. And I was like, oh, okay, this could work, you know. And then I didn't know for sure. So I took some time and I... Came. Because you were living, I was with still your, living. You were living, I was still with, your living ex- with my ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend which is obviously yeah. Always we hadn't decided to break it up, but we were like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go find a place. And then, your breakup was like mutual, right? Oh like yeah, it was you mutual. both, yeah, yeah, we both knew. Yeah, but I was living with her parents as well because they had a big house, and yeah. so we were living downstairs, similar to what we're doing now. Funny enough, mm. um, and then yeah, I I just wasn't sure if I was gonna move into my own place or move into a share house and then it just sort of hit me. I was like, hang on, I'm just going to message Amy and see if that place is still available. If it is, I think I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And it was and I was like, done, I'm doing it. And I ended up moving in with Amy and Amy... Amy is like one of my bestie synchro girls that I went to the Olympics with in yeah. 2016. Yeah. And so... Like you moved in and like this is like May 2018 you moved in right? Yep, May 2018. And you broke up with 
your girlfriend that, 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 like the week, that moment yeah, yeah then and and you I went out bought a new bed bought all new furniture like yeah. moved in upstairs she was vegan I was vegan we were like kicking it off and then she was talking about her two best synchro friends that were all, that were going to come over and you and then that's when I met you once I was like in the kitchen because I was doing a lot of cooking back then like yeah. I loved cooking I don't love it so much now I prefer to um, I value eat. my time more. <laughs> you prefer to eat. <laughs> I prefer to eat and not cook. But I still love to cook. Yeah. Um, and then I was cooking some food and Danielle, uh, Amy introduced to Dan. You came over for a couple yeah, of teas. Yeah, but I feel like we have to backtrack a little bit okay. though, okay? So I, um, before I met Luca, I was actually in a, I was in Perth living at the time. So you guys would know my Olympic story. I was living in Perth um, over there. But I... When I moved over in 2014, my boyfriend at the time, who is Australian, but was living in Vancouver, there's a lot of Aussies that live in Canada. It's just a very common thing. You get an easy visa and like Australians, there's just, I think that they're everywhere, but they very much, they come to Canada a lot. So I met him here. I moved, when I met him, I knew I was moving to Australia. He followed me back to Australia. Um... And I was in that relationship for, it was like four and a half, almost five years. And um, I, he went to the Olympics with me. Um, He was a good, he's a very good man. Um, But we just weren't meant to be together. And I knew that. I knew that for a really long time. And I was really fucking afraid to leave the relationship. Not because of my own safety or anything like that. He's nothing like that. But I was afraid because he was such a big support system to me and this is where I like have learned so much um I moved to like literally can you imagine moving across the world and not knowing anybody and then being in this place where as an athlete I I was fucking broke and I was financially dependent on him and so um which he was fine with right like he he worked and he paid the rent and what I made extra like we we use but like I for a long time, like I couldn't leave because I didn't have anywhere to go. And that's just a really like, you know, I wish that it, it, it all worked out the way it was meant exactly, to. Exactly. Because the timeline had the to, timeline had had to, to play out. Exactly. Right. And so, uh, you know, that was a really great learning lesson. And, um, I finally built up the courage uh, to leave. Um, which was really scary. You know, I have some really great friends in Perth, um, but it's very scary when you don't have anything to fall back on. And we lived together. We had, uh, you know, a lease together. It's just really messy. And another thing is he loved me with his whole heart and he was going to propose. Um, and I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. I think he knew deep down that, you know, because as, you know, anyway, I won't go into it. But like when I, when we broke up, the first thing, he, like, I was crying and the first thing he said is like, is this what I think it is? So it's like, he, he really did know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's all worked out cause he has a be- beautiful partner now. So, um, I finally built it up the courage. Does. It, always, it does. always does. It always right. Does I built up the courage to, um, leave the relationship, which was hard for me because it's really hard when you care about somebody and you know that you're going to fucking shatter their heart. And I think breaking up is like one of the hardest things really like that it does exist it, it you know of course death but like breaking up with someone is is like such a heart-wrenching situation I really I'm grateful that I went through that because I can really empathize with so many humans and so many of my clients um and friends that have gone through breakups because it's just 
I, I don't think anything else compares because it's almost like that person, it's like a death, but that person lives on, mm-hmm. but they just can't be in your life anymore, really, you mm-hmm. know? And so anyways, I finally built up the courage um, to tell him that we weren't meant to be together. We had a lease together. We had a roommate. It was like super messy. Um, so, um, and he had to live with us for a little bit, um, unslept on the couch, and then he moved out. This is the interesting thing, though. Me and my roommate at the time, Becky, we um, had moved into that place thinking three people were going to pay rent. Um, so obviously it was a lot more for me to, to take two-thirds of the rent. Um, and and we had our lease for another six months, so we really wanted to get out of it, but we couldn't freaking get out of it. Like, it's so interesting. So this was in literally April 2018. Think of Luca broke up with his partner in May 2018. And we were trying to get out of this lease for so freaking long. I was actually even thinking of moving into Amy's house, which would have been crazy. Did you know that? I was thinking of moving into You'd Amy's house. You'd have been house. sneaking upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and being a housemate with not. her too. But I wanted to live with Becky because Becky's a great friend of mine. So here's the interesting thing. I was in this space where I was finally single after like five years and I was like, I'm going to love myself now. Like I had so many of my friends were um, my partners, ex-partners, friends, and I just like wanted to meet new people and like go out there. So I was really starting to put myself out there. I was really starting to, he was also not really into like the personal development, meditation, any of that stuff. He wasn't Mm. really into at all. And I felt like that really held me back from being able to dive deep into it. I can take responsibility. I probably could have done it anyways. But, um, and so I finally started to go deeper into like, I was already meditating, but just deeper into all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went, um, I was taking some time off of Synchro and I went back to visit my family in Canada for two months, um, which was so nice because in the whole time that I had lived away, I was only ever able to visit my family for like a week at a time, which is a long time long trip for a short time um, because it's like 24 hours of travel anyway so I thought I went and I visited my family in Canada I was moving through all these really interesting emotions as you know my ex was dating someone else which is a funny thing because it's like I was like really sad about it even though I knew that we weren't meant to be together I feel like people might be able to resonate with that like it's a weird thing when somebody that you spent so much time with Mm. then moves on and I got back to Australia and I was ca- I was like, Amy, we got to catch up. And she's like, okay, come over for a cup of tea. Um, and she's been telling me for months, you got to meet my new roommate. You got to meet my new, yeah, you got to meet my new roommate. You got to meet my new roommate. And I was like, nah, nah, whatever. Like, I was like, I'm doing me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like single girl life. In my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be but single for a couple of years. You were still sort of playing around with your ex. Yeah. That you, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> we were, yeah, we we had it like our lives were so intertwined, and so it just took us a little <laughs> bit to unintertwine them. Anyway, so Amy was telling me she's like, "You got to come over. You got to meet this guy." And I was like, "Not interested." But anyways, I went over to visit Amy one day because she's a good friend of mine. We were having like a cup of tea or something, um, and I remember I was literally standing in the kitchen with my back to the sink and Amy was standing like it was one of those u-shaped kitchens and Amy was standing and then you walked down the hallway and Amy was like oh this is Luca and then we had a quick conversation right yeah but I literally you know people are like love at first sight I didn't I didn't feel that way I literally didn't think anything of it because I didn't think anything would eventuate like from our conversation I was just like oh it's he's just Amy's roommate okay cool um and you know I think in the sense of um like 
I feel like in the sense of how we attracted each other, it, it's so interesting because we were both putting ourselves first and we weren't focusing on actually attracting our like perfect soulmate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that like detachment is actually kind of how we found each other at the same time, you know? Yeah. I was still trying to bloody, yeah, I was, I, I missed my ex a lot at yeah. that point. Like I was really missing her because like we had, you know, spent obviously two years together. Yeah, and of course. We broke like, up on mutual, mutual terms. So you went through this sort of like mourning period, but I was still missing her. I wasn't really looking, but I remember that m- moment because I think I remember talking to you about like because I was vegan and you were vegetarian. I was like, yeah, mostly vegan, yeah. but not yet. And then I was, and you sort of said, oh, you know, I'm not too strict or something. I remember the conversation. And I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, the the interesting thing about what happens next here was something sort of I've never really experienced because I found like this was somewhat orchestrated at a higher level because I it was very intuitive for me. I was getting a yeah. lot of... In, in, my intuition was like literally speaking to me, loudest it's ever been. And after that encounter, I remember hearing, I think I was like going to work or something that night because I was going to night shift. Yeah. And I remember hearing loud and clear you got to spend more time with that girl and i was like huh okay mm. and then nothing really happened i nothing remember you really came happened. over for a cup of tea a couple times and yeah because i would I'm, go visit amy i heard a conversation you were talking about like with you went for a you went for a psychic reading or something and i was like oh i, I think i was wanting it. to go i hadn't no, actually no, you been. went you went no, because the, when I went and to see Maria, that was the first time I'd ever had a psychic reading, so I hadn't gone. Oh, yeah. you must have got your cards read, did you? Maybe got my cards read or something. Did yeah. you, you got your cards read? I think, you... I think I got that. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I got my cards read. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, I remember hearing that, and I was like, oh, that's my type of girl. Because at that point, <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm deep in that stuff. Like, my yeah. mom grew up, I grew up with that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. I like that. But I wasn't planning on asking you on a yeah, date. Yeah, and or I anything. literally didn't think anything of Luca. Like Luca could have been like just he was just like a passerby. I yeah. think I was just really focused on like myself and um, I as well. I and then this is how it kind of eventuated is I. It's it's a funny thing. This is how you know breakups are so interesting. I needed to get over my ex, even though I wanted I initiated the breakup I knew we weren't meant to be together but just like you said there is when you're with someone so long there is like a mourning period right and you have Mm -hmm. to kind of get used to what life is without them and as well my ex was my first partner like first boyfriend and so that was big I experienced a lot of things with him so and you know like we like you know, moved across the world together. He went to the Olympics with me. He supported me so much. He'd seen me through so many hard times and I um, will be forever grateful um, to that him for that. Um, but I needed to get over it. And so for the first time, I went on Bumble and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start talking to some other guys so I can get my mind off of my ex. And I think I was telling Amy about that and I was like, start opened to go, like, going on dates. But I wanted to find someone with, like, with depth because I'm a depth girl. I literally was asking people, this was my question on Bumble, if you had 24 hours left to live and time and money were of no consequence, so it wouldn't be time, sorry, and money was of no consequence, uh, like like you had much, as much money as you needed, how would you spend your last 24 hours? That's what I would ask everyone on Bumble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, is Did you get any cool bit, answers? I actually got some really cool answers. And then if people didn't give me a cool answer, then I was like, nah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
So that was a good question to find some depth in people. So I was telling Amy that I was like going on Bumble and I was like, was da- I was dating this guy kind of briefly before mm. we met. And then that's how. That's how. Remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I do remember. I'm like, oh, I've got to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's when I was in the kitchen. I was, I think, having dinner or something. And Amy said, mentioned that you were on Bumble. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I thought she was, like, still with her ex. Because I didn't, I had overheard that you were still sort of with him. And, and I was like, Tell Amy, I told Amy, I was like, Amy, tell her I'll take her on a date. And she's like, hmm, okay. And I, and afterwards, I was sort of like, damn, that just came out so quickly and effortlessly. I'm like, I don't even know if I really said that. I often did reflected you mean on it, that. Though? No, like, I did. You I was just to. like, yeah, I was like, of course, but I was just like, whoa. It wasn't just something that. It's almost I don't know. Like it came through you. It just came through me. It yeah. was like, it was so strange. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, Amy decides to send me your number and I send you a message. And then we yeah, end up. Yeah, because having... she let me know. She's like, hey, my roommate wants. Oh, your did she number. let you know? Yeah. And I was like, I was like so flattered. I think any woman would be flattered. Any person, right? Any person would be flattered. Um, because I like, I thought that you were good looking, but I wasn't like. I didn't, I didn't, I literally didn't spend any time thinking about you. It wasn't like I met you and I was like groveling yeah. over you. It was just like, eh, whatever. Like it's another person. So I was like really flattered. And if anything, I think this is where like, you know, we'll talk about this in a bit. Like one of the beautiful things about a relationship is like Luca has so much challenged my own self-worth and my self-love because honestly what came up is like, I'm not beautiful enough to be with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've worked through a lot in our relationship. I was like, I'm not like in my mind, it's like, I see the type of person that Luca would be with. And that's, I don't fit that mold. Like why would, I literally was like, why would he want to hang out with me? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was flattered. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the polarity of that, I also know that I'm a fucking rad human being mm-hmm. with a really good exactly. heart. And so that you can kind of have that polarity, right? And so we were chatting, like, for a week, like, texting. And um, I just remember it was, like, really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so fun, the beginning of relationships like that, you know, when you get excited that the other person messages no, you. So and good. like, Yeah, I love it. Um, and then it. you um, said that you're going to take me on a date. And... Yeah, um, I said, do you want to go catch up? I didn't say I'll take you on I know. This is where, like, I feel like you've come so far because you were so, like, bro about it. That's why I was, like, kind of confused because, like, you were like, <laughs> let's hang out. Like, you weren't – there was no chivalry. Like, <laughs> Oh, I've never been a chivalrous person. <laughs> I've never been a chivalrous Chivalry's person. Chivalry is a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, but I've never – well, I've never been a romantic person. Sorry. Chivalrous. I've been chivalrous. I feel but like I've you're never romantic been, now. I've never been – yeah, I am now. But that's that's akin to the work. Like, yeah, I'm. I've never been a romantic person, and it's it's because I I know it's because my heart was closed. Yeah, and it wasn't seen as cool because yeah. I've it wasn't seen one as of my cool. big thing is is like I've overcome a lot of vanity stuff, like a lot of vanity vanity stuff. My image, how I look, what I dress, what I wear, who I hang with, has been a big part of me. And my image has been a big part of me. And so I've had to let go of a lot of that stuff, which was built up from my ego. Um, and then also own the parts of it that I still want to be and mm-hmm. do, but just from a place a of wholeness. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It was just unbalanced. It, it was, yeah. yeah. And so I feel like you had this cool, like you were so cool about it, but like 
Yeah, that's that's me, man. <laughs> that was so you, and I was like, oh, okay, we're hanging out. Like, I was excited, but it was kind of like, this is where I was, like, kind of confused because you gave off. It's not like he showed up with roses, like, oh, at all. Oh, God. You See? Would, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> See? But I would do that now. I feel like you would, would do, really that now, do that right? now, right? That's yeah. how far you came. But at that time, you were, it was kind of like, oh, like, it's two people, like, let's hang out. And I was like, okay. So we went to the beach. So we went to the beach. So Luca... I wanted to see if you were, like, good for the cold water swims, because it was August, You were really it? big into cold water swims at the time. And I'm water girl, But it was so. a sunny day. I remember it was the a, day. Yeah, it was a sunny day. We walked to the beach, because the place that you were living lived close to the beach, uh, was close to the beach. And then we were on the beach for, like... We thought it was an hour, we, and we just were – the conversation yeah. was so easy. Like, I can't even remember what we talked about, but it was just so easy and, yeah. like, really exciting, too. Yeah, yeah. And we went into I, the water. Yeah. I went into the water. I remember we went into the water, and you were like, oh, my head's freezing. And I was like, this girl can't do the cold. <laughs> really? Did you actually yeah, think that? Yeah, I was that? like, oh, she can't do the cold. I don't know about this one. Oh, my God. You're so funny. <laughs> oh. Um, Finding myself a tough cold girl. Uh, yeah, but now look at you. Like I'm the tough cold girl, <laughs> and you're the total like it's weakling. Totally um, anyways, and so I remember we were sitting there, and like I do you remember we like we we're like oh it must have been like an hour like why don't we go back and like get some lunch, and we look at our phone and we're like holy it's crap hours, it was like four and a half hours mm. we're like where the fuck did that time go and i had never had that experience before I, I i had always wanted that experience and one of the things that was very much with my ex was why we weren't aligned is like we didn't have deep powerful conversations that yeah. i i always craved i love a deep and i love we love that me, me and Luca do that all the time like it's like i would life. always have back back then i would always have better conversations with women because yeah, all my conversations with men person. back then were all like broy, sort of Spons like bro, just yeah. shit, you know. Like, yeah, um, there wasn't. There was all about, you know, there was cool stuff about inspiring stuff and that. But like, I was into personal development for like since I was eighteen. I was reading those sort of books. Yeah. I remember my one of my first books was Rich Dad Poor Dad. My second book was How to Win Friends and Influence People. So I was all about like getting better, and that yeah. meant depth. I think women are just more like it's easier with women. Yeah. And, and like I, I feel like deep conversations is like one of my love languages or whatever the label is for it. So like I always feel really connected to people when mm-hmm. I have really deep like conversations with them. And so I felt then we went and we had like lunch or something, and you paid for lunch, which I was like, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, one thing I always do though is like this is I've been on a couple of dates when I was single before my ex. And I would notice, when, I would always, always pay, but yeah. I would notice, I would always sort of like assess the type of person that I was with because some dates I went on and they were just like, they wouldn't um, really appreciate it. Oh, they would they expect you to pay? They would expect me to pay mm-hmm. and they wouldn't necessarily appreciate it. And it's not... It's not about whether they should pay or not. I'm totally down to pay. It's more a level of appreciation and you really appreciated it. Yeah, and I, think I, I really was like, appreciated it. I was like, huh. It was really... really nice. I, and was I just really sort of like, it was a no-brainer for me to And do like, that. I was... Uh, to give some context at the time, I was in this place in my life where I had taken some time off of Synchro and I was uh, training to... Um, do mixed duet with Australia, which my with my partner Ethan. Mixed duet for Australia. For Australia, which is a male and female duet, like uh, swimming, um, and it was a huge honor because we were the first in Australia to ever do it, so we made history. But I was also contemplating 
as well, trialing for the 2020 Olympic team. You did team. trial, didn't you? I or did you the first round of trials, yeah. Um, and so I was in this place where I was an athlete. I was also going to uni. I was doing four units at uni, and I was working mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and, you know, so training for the Olympic team and and making history for mixed duet and doing full-time at uni and working is a lot to juggle. Mm-hmm. Um and I also met Luca at this time of my life. And this is when I started drinking coffee because I hadn't drunk coffee until this point. Mm. And this is definitely a year of, they were so amazing, but it was definitely like, I definitely burnt myself out because I didn't, I didn't rest enough. Yeah. You went through a huge burnout. Yeah. So you were like winding down or you were sort of trained, you were coming down to this training, out of this training phase and sort of deciding where you wanted to go yeah. in your life. I remember when we started hanging out more and started making, you know, hooking up because I remember the time we first hooked up. Okay, well, well, we have to like go back to we had we had the lunch. Yeah, we had the lunch. This was on the first date, not yeah. date hangout. What was that? Where was that first date? Uh, we went to the beach and then we went to that place. That's it's not there anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. But it's by the cafe in Scarborough. And I'm oh, you know Scarborough has like. Yeah, I can literally point it to you on a map, but I can't remember the name of it. So it doesn't matter. No one cares. Um, (laughs) Like, no one here cares. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, that one. I knew it. Yeah, no one cares. All the people Um, in America listening. I think it was called Nook, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, So... And then you said, I was like, is he going to kiss me? Like, I was like thinking that. Did I? No, you didn't. Uh, (laughs) But I was like wondering. And I literally remember when you closed the door and I was like, I feel like I just like found a best friend. That's actually what I felt like. Mm. I was like, I I didn't, I I still didn't feel like you would like me because I didn't feel worthy enough for you Mm. to like me. And I was really excited because I felt like I just had found a best friend. And I remember writing in my journal that night and I was like, and I texted you Mm. and this didn't make any sense to me at the time, but I said it to you. I was like, I'm so glad that I found you again. That's the feeling that it felt like. I was like, where have you been? I've been missing you and I didn't even know. So even at that moment, it wasn't like you're my soulmate, uh, you know, my lover, but uh, it was more so like uh, you're some long lost person that I, I love with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that, you know, we'd be together. But then a few days later, you asked me to hang out, I use in quotation marks again. <laughs> you, but this is more romantic. You made me dinner and we went and watched the sunset and the stars. Yeah, that's right. Um, at Scarborough. And then I put my arms around you. You put your right? arms around me. Um, and we didn't kiss or anything, but then we went back to your place and like, remember <laughs> our first kiss? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> Were you saying it? You're not saying it very excitingly. Well, just, I do. <laughs> it was really beautiful. I wrote a poem about it. I know. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I know. <laughs> it was really beautiful. Like, it was literally, it felt like we if were If you guys want to know about the poem, you can go to my YouTube channel <laughs> And if you really, I'm not going to put a link anywhere, but if you really want to find it, you'll find it and and you'll see it. Um, and so we were sitting on the bed and I literally felt like we were being pushed together. Yeah. Like it, it felt like somebody was pushing us together because we yeah. were sitting beside each other and then you kissed me and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. These we, big indigenous lips, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it was, it was amazing. And then we very much were in that like... Not what is not lovebird like beginner phases. It was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like we, it's you know when you all you want to well, do yeah, is hang we out were, with the person. Yeah, we were really like we were really in it. And everything like, I'm not. We're not going to go into like our sex life, but. <laughs> 
Everything was amazing. Yeah. That's all I can, I'm going to say. Yeah. Everything was amazing. Um, is. Is. <laughs> is. And yeah. keeps getting more amazing. Um, so th- then what happened? We were just like getting, everything was well, really I, exciting. Well, I started to, we started to go and exp- like get into books together. We were mm-hmm. starting to like go into like spirituality together. Yeah, we together. were like we sharing were doing, podcasts and all this stuff together. We were doing workshops. We started doing breath work workshops together. We went to see a psychic. Oh, we actually, were... we didn't do that breath work workshop together. That was a, that was a while yeah, later. Well, we were like listen, watching like documentaries. I, I, was doing, we were... I was doing my crystal healing and metaphysics practitioner training. Yeah. Um, and that's, I was just like, we were going, I was going deep into all that and stuff. And I started like, you like opened some portal for me because I started automatic writing. If you guys don't know what automatic writing is, it's channeling. like literally channeling writing. And I was like channeling writing through, yeah. um, and I was sending you poems every day or something that just like came through me. Yeah. And I was really journaling about this experience of us being so it was together. Like spiritually expansive, right? Yes. Yeah, but so then expensive. we hit an interesting A phase. A very interesting phase. It was, I... Because I was totally giddy. Like, I was, like, totally head over heels after the first, not the first day, but the second day, I was very much head over heels. And then I remember writing in my journal that week. I was, yeah. like, soulmate. Yeah. I was, like, holy crap. Is this is I, this the person? I definitely felt the same way for you, but I had a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. The fear, it, like, I get really... I think this happens for a lot of men, but for me in particular, like... If I feel like my freedom is being taken, I'm like, I back the hell up. Yeah. And if I can't tell that my freedom is going to be guaranteed, I'm very skeptical and cautious. So, like, I won't... That's why I got out of working for other people because I didn't really, like... I started to... I wanted my freedom more and more Mm -hmm. and more. As I got older, I started to value freedom more and more and more. Yeah. So, working for myself ideally fixes that problem. But in a relationship, yeah. you have to guarantee. Uh, what I what I've learned is you have to, for that value. Like I had to figure out that I was safe in this relationship. I was safe to be loved, yeah. and I was also safe to be committed in this yeah. relationship. And that took some time, but that's and where it's because well, we were going so hard and yeah. fast. And and as well, like I think for to give some people some context, this was only like four months after both of us we met in left like long term relationships. Like I was with my partner for almost like five years, right? So like that's a long time. You were with um, yours for almost three years, and so like we, it kind of just happened. We weren't like manifesting it or anything along those lines um and so there was this point maybe like six to eight weeks in where even though everything was amazing i could feel luca starting to distance himself and i knew like my intuition started to like really go off the charts like at this point because it's like i knew like as i you know and i was looking back at my journals more recently when we were in australia it's like i knew that this was my person and you know and I even got like a psychic reading and they're like your husband is like dark and he's like tall right. and he's like uh, she um she not dark luke. she said luke did she, she say luke yeah. yeah she said luke too luke's birth name is luke, luke my birth name is um luke. and like dark hair and all this stuff and i was, and like, I was like so excited girl. and you know when you're like i know that phase when you're literally like you're like waiting on every fucking 11 11 and card flop to tell you that this person is the one oh, we were going through that heavily yeah. back then too. but then i i could i, I like i really I have a lot of love in me. I have so much love in me. And I could tell Luca had a lot of just pain because we even talked about that on our first date, like all the stuff that you've been through in your life. And And I I wasn't necessarily, I was already, I was already starting to do the healing work. Um, 
but it didn't really start until this second part, like where we started to, I started to pull away a bit. And that's yeah. when the healing really started to happen because. And why did you pull away? Because you wanted your freedom and you were kind of afraid of being in a relationship. I was being, I was afraid of being in a relationship. I was afraid of certain qualities coming up that. Which had happened you, with. Which had yeah. happened previously to me. You thought that I would be like um, clingy, right? And like. I, no, I just didn't. I didn't want you to sort of. I, I wanted to. Yeah, I thought you would be very. No, I, I didn't think you would be. I thought I was scared to be like in a very jealous relationship. Yeah, he was. And because Luca has always been like really. You get along with women really well. Like you have a lot of girls. Like you have a. <laughs> no, like female Girl friends. friends yeah. yeah, female friends. Yeah, two words. <laughs> two words. Not one. But he's always like, even when I first met you, like you just always get along with females really well. Yeah. And some females can find that really uh, have a lot of jealousy around that. I don't think that I did. Like I really no, trusted I you, yeah. because I think that jealousy is more a reflection of how you feel about yourself and self confidence and stuff. So I could feel him pulling away. Um, and my birthday's in November, and I remember. You know, he was just starting to be more distant. And I remember um, the night of my birthday, like, you came over and you actually slept over, but I was I like... I didn't like sleeping over, though, did you I? You know, he, he's such my, a... Luke my... is such a funny person. He's such a particular person. Whatever. He stayed over. <laughs> um, and I... Anyways, I was hoping for more that night. <laughs> didn't get it. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um <laughs> <laughs> because it was amazing at the beginning and then it dried up. So we're just going to we're going to just yeah. use those words. It was a it was a jungle flowing rivers and then it became a Sahara yeah. um desert and I s- literally confronted him the next day and my beautiful friend Natalie was in, in visiting me in Australia right, at that yeah. time who's great. She's so funny. <laughs> I love, love Natalie. Natalie. Um <laughs> and um I remember I confronted you the next day and I was kind of like what's the deal, dude? Um, cause I was like, what do you want? Like, you know, like, what are we doing here? And you were just, yeah, I, we, I remember we sat on this bench looking at this, uh, the ocean and you were just kind of telling me like, you just didn't want to be in a relationship. Well, I had, and I don't think I wanted to be in a relationship either. I just wanted to know why you were being so wishy-washy. Yeah. I wanted, I could, I had already, I think I'd already talked to you about this already, but I had wanted to be in an open relationship Yeah, because an open relationship to me felt safer. Uh-huh. It felt like I could have my freedoms and I didn't have, I could, I have always wanted and needed connection I think this is, I, I know this where this comes from, it comes from like my upbringing, but I've always yeah. craved connection from women. Yeah. And I think partly it was because of that and two, partly because I was nervous to commit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wanted to make a full decision on to know that I was going to be okay in the relationship, which is yeah. interesting, isn't it? It's like, so interesting. So and it, you, it totally like broke my it like uh, look I've had oh, it was I've cried many tears in our relationship because I feel like you've broken my heart and I say that like I love you so much but yeah. you know that and we worked through that um but um I was yeah it was it was hard for you too like to say that to me because and oh, it was the a con- most uncomfortable thing yeah, having so an uncomfortable it, conversation yeah and we were like I think that we were well, just we weren't such, together. We weren't together, but we were just such good friends yeah. like we just we get along me and Luca get along so well we literally like we could hang out, just the two of us, for fucking ever and be so fine. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how we are. Um, and I think, I feel like every good relationship is built on the fact that you're, like, best friends first. Yeah, I think um, 
And, and anyways, and so I was really heartbroken. Um, and I cried and you know, it, it was fine. And then the, um, that then I was like, you know what, I just need some space because me and Luca would talk every day. Like we'd be on the phone every day talking to each other. And I was like, I need some space. I don't want to, I'm not going to see you. I just need some time to just be on my own, which I'm like, go me. I'm so proud that I did that. So literally that was a Sunday. This was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We didn't talk. When you talk every day to somebody, um, that felt like a long time, but I was proud of myself. Thursday, me and my friend, beautiful friend, Becky, that I love dearly. Um, we're like, me and Becky were like, let's go for coffee. We go to the coffee shop. And then I hear this, uh, Danielle and Luca is there. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Well, I just happened to look (laughs) up. You were walking past. You didn't go to the coffee shop. You were I didn't go to that past, coffee shop. I walked past the coffee and I, shop. And I looked up and I saw you walk past and I was like, I was with one of my friends, Dem, and yeah. But it's funny that you even said anything, right? Because you could have just let me walk past mm-hmm. and I would have never known that you were there. Mm-hmm. And that I was like, literally both of us, I think we're both a little, in a little bit of shock because we're like, I'm like, you're stalking me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Like, that's I how, literally feel like... I feel like everything was... Yeah, our, our relationship is so at a divine because like... We literally bumped into each other. It was there was so like that's like a movie. And you know I didn't I mean? want to. I I think my conditions were you you didn't want to chat for a week, and I was like okay. And I was like, and I wanted you to like kind of want me a little bit, like to be honest, because I was like, look, maybe I'm making myself <laughs> too available, right? Because I was like, I'm there every day. Maybe if he feels my absence, <laughs> well, because more. I I really love. I think I was like, I want to still be in your life. Yeah. I just don't know if I want to be in a relationship with you solely. Yeah. And it had a lot to do with me. It was all about me finding that sense of security within myself and not looking for uh, safety around my environment. Yeah. I had to be safe inside myself. And I didn't really know that. That's why I'm having this conversation now and and I've I've realised this stuff later. At the time, you don't realise this shit when you're going through that stuff. But you have to trust that you'll learn why you were doing it and why it was happening because it's all unfolding the way it needed to. And so we ended up having... We were... Then we ended up being friends. Like, I didn't... I wouldn't sleep over anymore. But we... Me and Luca would still talk all the time. And we'd have the best conversations and we had the best time with each other as well. And so that's when it got really confusing. (laughs) because we were together and confusing for us and everyone else we were together um and then we were just friends um and then you and then there was kind of like i would kind of hint at it and i was literally literally hoping that someday luca would basically come to me and tell me that we're meant to be together (laughs) i say that with a smile because you guys will understand and i was like hoping that one day he'd have an epiphany and just like realize it um and uh and what the conversations that we were having is you wanted to be in an open relationship. I want to be in an open relationship. And I, I was wanted, doing research on open uh, research. I was like listening to different podcasts on open relationships and like, I'm not closed minded. Like I, I actually, one of my favorite shows growing up was like sister wives. Um, and I've always found that stuff really interesting. Um, and like, I, I, every person is different and I'd like really thought a lot about it. And I remember coming to this space where I remember I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't judge you for wanting that. I just don't want that for myself personally. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like a really proud moment that I I had come to, to stand in that boundary is like, I don't want to be in an open relationship. I'm fine being 
yeah, I just don't want to be in an open, I don't want to be in a polyamorous relationship. It's not for me. I got enough to do with, I, I had like, think of this at the time, guys, I was literally training, like I was going to a training camp to be on the Olympic team. Uh, I was starting to figure out how to write my book. I was in uni uh, about to graduate and I was like working. So I had a lot on my plate. Um, and so I was like, I don't fucking have time for a open relationship, mm-hmm. but I was, you know, uh, knowing now I was like totally in love with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really deep down felt like you were my person. And so yeah. we kind of had this really awkward time for like you quite a few months. You started dating again? I started going on like dates um, mm. just because I was like, okay, here we are again. Like, let's get over this guy. Um, and I remember my parents actually came to Australia and this is when they met you for the very first time. Little did they know. Um, my dad is an absolute character. And um, I don't know. How do you describe my dad? He was very... He, he, he's, he's got no filter. <laughs> my dad has no filter. Yeah. I love him. And so he's like, what is this? Why are you in a, what, are you friends? Are you together? Are you friends? And we yeah. were like, um, and cause we're he, like, he had friends. heard that we were dating and then we're not dating. And so he was totally pulling the piss out of both of us. Um, yeah. and so we had a little celebration cause I graduated university after eight years, which was very exciting. Yeah. My parents came for my ceremony and, um, Luca, um, yeah, came over and, and my dad was interrogating him and all this stuff. And I remember um, then I was in the process of writing my book. I started writing my book and I remember th- I had decided at that point that I didn't want to go to the Olympics. I had this big epiphany that I wasn't like the Olympics was over. My synchro career would be over after 2019. Um, and I was going to write my book and I was going to move to Bali. Mm-hmm. And I was so fucking excited. I was going to write my book. I was going to become a millionaire, become famous. And I was going to move to Bali. That was my plan. Um <laughs> I love, I love me. <laughs> like I say that with like endearment, like, um, little did I know all the growth that I had to go through. So I was like, I remember telling Luca, I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to Bali and we're, and, and, and this is what I'm going to do. Um, I Luca, would. then he, at this time, around this time, he went to Bali because to give people context, I know this sounds very exciting. Like if you're in North America, but Bali from Perth is a three hour flight. That's really cheap. Like yeah. you can get a round trip ticket to Bali for like $200. Mm-hmm. So it's not a like rare thing to just go to Bali. Um, and so Luca had went to, for a trip to Bali with his cousin, um, at this time. Yeah. And I loved it. I was like, loved I'm, I'm going to move to Bali. Yeah. And so, like, he comes back after I had already told him this. I keep in mind, guys, like, Luca was like, no, I don't want to be together. We're just going to be friends. We're just going to be friends for a really long time. And I'm, like, looking at him, like, giving him, like, really? And then I, t- I tell him, like, earlier, I was like, I'm going to move to Bali, and I'm going to go and do this with my life. And then he comes, like, a couple weeks later. He's like, so I'm going to move to Bali. And I'm gonna, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you, you don't want to be together. You want to hang out all the time. And now you're freaking stalking me. Like, you're going to move to Bali as well? I'm like, mm-hmm. and I got to this point where I remember having a call with you. And this was like a really pivotal point in our relationship. And some of my clients might've heard the story before, but I remember saying to you one night when we were talking, cause you, we would talk a lot because you were on night shift and you could kind of have conversations when you were working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember saying to you, I was like, I just needed to ask because you were going to move to Bali. I was going to move to Bali. You literally said to me, you wanted to hang out all the time, but we were just, weren't going to be together. Like we had, we were both kind of obsessed with each other. Like mm-hmm. that might be an intense word, but we were. Um, and I said to you, finally, I was like, okay, what's the deal? I like, what is going on here? 
um, like, what do you want? Can you, and I really, I was like pulling it out of you. I'm like, can you just be honest with me? Like, what is the problem? Like we spent all of our time together. You want to move to Bali? Like, what is the big deal here? Mm -hmm. And I lit, it was like pulling teeth, but you finally said to me, what is it? What did you say? I said, I wasn't sexually attracted to you anymore. (sighs) Mm -hmm. And so that was never a problem early on in our relationship. Mm -hmm without going into details and me being somebody who the entire time being with Luca, I was always battling my self-worth that I was good enough to be with him. Mm-hmm. And I have always been work. I had always been working through my body image stuff. That was probably like the worst thing that anyone could ever say to me. And I remember in that moment, and this is like a, you know, you talk about detachment from manifestation. This is a really fucking cool story. In that moment, I literally could have gone two ways. That could have absolutely put me into a spiral, a downward spiral of self-hatred and self-loathing, or it could have liberated me. And I remember in that moment, I don't know how we hung up. And it was you were a little you were angry, obviously angry. Yeah. Because this has sparked this this moment sparked a huge transformation, and I feel like this is where part two kicks in because this is something that changed everything. What 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 transpired from that conversation changed. Everything. It changed everything. Like it was actually, even though that was hard, like that was like the greatest gift mm-hmm. because for some reason, and I, I don't know even why. But for some reason, I chose to use that as my tool to empower me instead of the tool to dismantle me. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, for some reason, I was like, you know what? Screw you. I am good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful. I'm Mm -hmm. fucking worthy. And I'm going to be sexually attractive to the right person. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and cause you had said to me, you, f- I feel more like your sister at that time, or that was like also yeah. part of the conversation. Just like be weird. Um, and, and I really, at that time, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let it go. I am going to completely and totally let it go. And I had this deep knowing that we were like meant to be together. It's like, I, I always had this knowing, Yeah. but I, I think just, I was late to the party. You were so late, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I just released it because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and enjoy my life and it will be what it will be. Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. Yeah. Yeah. You're ready for hot girl summer. (laughs) I then, this is pretty cool. So what ended up happening with me at this point was I was studying at the time and I was doing a lot of, I was at university and then I got this nudge and the whole thing with our relationship has always been a nudge. It's been crazy stuff that's It's happened. always been a push. It's always been a push. And I was sitting there at my laptop studying. I turned you my... tell this story. I'm going to go to the toilet. I turned my Wi-Fi... I turned my Wi-Fi off. I turned my phone on airplane mode. And... I get this nudge to say, go to breathwork tonight. And I was like, I, I was like, what? Okay, so I ended up going to my the breathwork lady that I go to. Um, she has like a certain amount of spots. I go online, check how many spots she has left for that night. She has one spot left, two spots left, and I took the last, the second last spot. And I went there and I arrived five minutes early, and it was just me and her while everyone else was coming. And 
she just has this conversation with me. She starts this conversation. She says, I feel called to tell you this. Have you ever done plant medicine? And I was like, no, I haven't, but I've wanted to. And I'd only really done her a little bit about it. So she gives me the details for this guy. She's like, I just feel cool. I'm going to give you the details for this guy. And I want you to, if you feel cool, go and do it. And I was like, okay. And I ended up messaging this guy, this gentleman who did the plant medicine ceremonies. And I booked myself in for the following Tuesday. It was literally a week from that day that I had booked in for the plant no, you medicine booked for gym. the Monday because we had I the conversation we that like that I'm not sexually attracted to you conversation I'm really good at remembering dates it was dates. on Tuesday it was on the sexually attracted conversation was on a Tuesday and you had your plant medicine because I went a, to see I went to see Haley at the breathwork class on that Tuesday after that yeah after that conversation yeah and then you and then I do the plant medicine do the, ju- the I had knew nothing about this plant medicine ceremony I didn't even know what plant medicine was I'd read about it and I was like oh yeah I don't really know what this is turns out it's like the most potent one one of the most potent ones you could ever do it's from this did you tell them what it is it was 5 MEO DMT so it's pretty pretty wild it is it's very wild it's like it sends you to the 5 MEO DMT it sends you to the source of God yeah. and and I, so we were still talking, like we were still friends. We were still friends. And, and I he was told like, you I'm going to go do this thing. And yeah. I was like, cool. <laughs> I go and do it. It was a drive, a two hour drive or something. And it was only turned, it was about a three hour ceremony all up, but it was only 15 minutes while I was there, like 15 minutes max, 20 minutes max actually in it. Yeah. And I remember in the, like, I knew that you were going and I was training that morning. I was training with Ethan and I was like thinking about you. And I was, I was actually 100% detached. Like I wasn't thinking, oh my God, he's going to go do this thing and then have this great opinion. I thought you were going to go speak to the aliens or whatever, right? Um, And you tell your, your journey. Yeah. So I'm sitting in there, I'm I'm going in, basically you're going to another dimension, like. I've got a severe respect, like a deep reverence for plant medicines. I only do them when they find me. Mm-hmm. I don't seek them out um, because they are so potent and so transformative that I think we can and society does abuse them. That's another story. So I'm sitting in there. um not really that nervous because I didn't really know too much about it. I was like, okay, I'm ready. But I had this like glass pipe where I was taking this dried up substance substance from a a desert toad and I'm like taking it all in and all of a sudden the smoke at the end of the pipe turns into a snake and I'm just like tossed into the center of an atom it felt like everything's kaleidoscoped um, everything's vibrating going and then all of a sudden just all this download of information just hits me at once and I saw Danielle's face pop straight up it was it was I didn't, actually didn't even set the intention for for like our what relationship what was your intention I don't even remember yeah. but I know it wasn't our relationship I was just like I'm, what I relationship wanted... it was a friendship <laughs> yeah it was a friendship which is a relationship yeah but I I ended up seeing Danielle's face and I saw all the conditioning and it was like showing me it was showing me all the conditioning that was coming up that was prov- blocking me from 
having a good relationship with Danielle. And it said to me, whatever it was, said, your greatest self... And this was coming through like telepathic downloads. Like it was just like instant knowing. And it said, your greatest self will not be realized if you're not with this girl. And I was like... Weren't you Holy seeing my shit. face and my I just smile? Started, yeah, I was seeing your smile and then I was seeing your face and your smile and I was seeing it all like being tainted by my conditioning. I was like ruining your glow. And I was like, damn. And it showed me all about conditioning and how we have conditioning and then it went on to show me all this other stuff. All It actually ended up showing me the roses and it said, <laughs> you'll get to a place that has a heap of roses and you'll know it's the place. And I was like... <laughs> This is like, what, three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah. We get we find our wedding venue and it's got hundreds of rose bushes. Hundreds of hundreds rose bushes, of rose bushes everywhere. And when you got there, you started tearing up. You're like, this is the place. Yeah. And I was like, it still oh makes my God. me tear up. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is the rose bush, Danielle, yeah. remember? And yeah. she's like, oh shit. So that's three, you know, that's three, four years ago that it's reminding me for now. And... I end up getting all these downloads and I come out and I'm just like laughing. I'm just like, oh my God, this is a joke, this world. I'm like, all the conditioning and all the bullshit that we've got. And this obviously what led me down the path that I'm on now, helping people because I could see all the conditioning just getting them back to their pure source that's mm. like unblocking them so they can be that pure source. And I ended up calling you and I was like, afterwards, I was like, Danielle, you've got to, you've got to come to my place straight away. And... I remember thinking as well, like I literally thought nothing of this. Um, and I was like, cool, like I want to hear what he like learned, what epiphany he had. I literally had like expected nothing. And this is like, this is the ultimate releasing of expectation, right? And I remember I got over to his place and he like sat me down on these little yellow couches that he had. And he's like standing in the kitchen and I'm like standing on this little chair, sitting on this little chair. And you say to me and I'm like, tell me, like I was like so excited for your epiphany. And and you, you've changed so much since then, like yeah. I'm realizing. But you know, you said to me, like really in the Luca cool but awkward way, he's like, you know, I realize that we're meant to be together. And I think I literally went silent for like a few minutes and my jaw dropped to the floor because as you guys like have heard, like I was, I was, that was, I was like hoping that that would happen, but I actually, like I thought it was a joke. Like I, I was like in shock, like in shock because I did not expect that. But deep down I knew that. And like, what, how did you think that I took it? Were you nervous to tell me? No, I knew I had to tell you. You I don't knew get I nervous. It. So annoying. I do get nervous, but not, not really. For, You're not too for major cool. things. Yeah, I get nervous for sporting events. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, but yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, I just needed to tell you. And then once that happened, I said we needed to take it slow because I could see in my in that ceremony, I could see the heart opened so much, and then it has comes down a little bit more and yeah. closes but not all the way as it was yeah so i can I, I also had that visual in my head i was like okay your heart is more closed now but remember what you were told share yeah. it 
so I shared and I was like, but I need to take some time. I need to take yeah. it slowly. And that's what he said. And I was like, I, I, I was actually in shock. Like I went home afterwards and I took a nap for two hours and like me then didn't nap. So yeah, you, like, you now don't nap. I don't nap. I'm not really a napper. Um, <laughs> I just have a lot of energy usually. Yeah. And, and I napped for two hours cause I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was like processing or integrating. Like it was like a relief maybe. Yeah. Relief. You could rest. And so we had a really interesting like getting together because then we kind of it's we had this really interesting beginning of our I feel like that was the beginning of our official relationship that we're in now yeah because it was like we both knew that we were meant to be together but it's almost like we had to grow into the people that we are now for our relationship to be the full expression of itself like it was this weird thing where there was still like awkwardness Mm -hmm. but it was like deep down it's like we knew and so and it was funny because when we went to bali like i remember one of our friends xavier was saying to us he like i don't know if it was to you or to me or to both of us he's like oh are are you guys gonna like you know stay together like get married and it was like almost like a i feel like both of us kind of like laughed almost because it's like when you said that we were meant to be together like that was that it's like that's the beginning of our relationships would be, which would be our life. And, you know, like even I remember when I first met you, Luca, like I had this vision of like me and you kind of playing and, and how our life would be. And what it felt like hanging out with you and being with you was like this excitement, exciting way of playing and living life together. And I had never met anyone until I met you that made me feel like I could spend every day with this person and it would still be exciting. Mm -hmm. And I literally feel like I could never get enough time with you. Mm -hmm. And I had never had that with anyone else before. And it was Mm -hmm. the most amazing feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely didn't have it. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the, the trend. We ended up doing a couple of like workshops and stuff together. Like we did some breath work. We did some cacao workshops and we started to slowly start to spend more time like you started staying over again yeah. and we started to like really take it easy. But I started to get really comfortable with the idea of like, yes, this is us now. Cause yeah. it was like when I meant, when I said that I didn't mean, Oh, this is like a couple month thing. Like I meant this is a lifetime thing. Yeah. And that was where you and I came together. That was about the March. That was March, March the 2019. Year. Yeah. yeah. And we came together at that point and it was like, now we have to figure out who we are yeah. and where we're going. And yeah. this is the perfect place to say, this is part one done. I feel like it's going to be like three parts or something. I know, this is part one done because now you've led up, we've yeah. led up to everything coming to the start of our relationship. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to Indy who actually inspired my rock star client, Indy, yeah. who actually asked me a lot of questions about this. And I was like, hey, we're looking for a podcast topic. To, to do together this is perfect so thanks yeah. Indy and I'm gonna share we're gonna share part two again that's gonna come out soon it'll come out soon but I think we should talk about our the development of our relationship after we decided to commit to each other fully because that's a whole nother journey right now no no oh in part two. <laughs> oh yeah in that and I we were like we in our life we were in a, both a really interesting place because us like being together we are like okay cool now we're gonna move to bali together i was had a few months left in my athletic career like i was training to go to the world championships and we knew that after i went to the world championships and i was just about to finish my book that we would move to bali and that mm. was kind of like all we knew and then little did we know we had the biggest 
freaking journey ahead of us. Yeah. So much work ahead of us. So many more things. Like we haven't even got to the point where we haven't talked about the point where we almost broke up yet. Just so you guys know. Yeah. (laughs) That was not it before. That was another plant medicine craziness. That was, well, before. That led me to plant medicine. Anyways. So so, stay tuned for part two. I think you'll get a lot of value out of part two. And this isn't about sharing wisdom and lessons more so. It's just about sharing part of our story so you can get some you know, behind the scenes and also relate to your own life. Because sometimes when you see us on social media, you think, oh, these guys are perfect and oh God, everything's going so, so well. Not. It's like, it's a really beautiful relationship. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. It's a really beautiful relationship, but it took a lot of inner work to it get to It took a where lot we are. of work, but it's the most, like, I had I to say, open my heart even more. Yeah. Danielle had to work on her self-love even more, and we had to come together and, and, be, and formulate, like, a union. And I think that's the power of like when you're willing to do the work on each on yourself, it like I, I say to Luca like it's our relationship is like literally better than anything I could have ever imagined, mm. and I'm so grateful every single day because it's like I feel like I'm living, I'm living like a fairy tale love, and mm. it, that doesn't mean like every day we're like it's like it, like we play together, we laugh together, we work together. Like it really is from the bottom of my heart so beautiful, but also like I know that we worked for this at yep. the same time and so I'm so proud of our relationship so mm-hmm. anyways thank there's you so everyone much for more listening. thank you for listening if you enjoyed this please let us know share it with a friend family um, you know it's. I think I appreciate it when people share no no they... I mean or don't let us know why they don't, they don't have to let, oh, I love letting it know but don't feel like you have to okay <laughs> whatever you can let me know yeah. I, I know it's nice to know if it, if it helped you or inspired you um, and stay tuned for part two stay tuned much love love Thanks, you long darling. time bye Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.